Hi, I'm Lincoln Snyder, president of NCEA. The gospel of Jesus Christ motivates everything we do in our Catholic school communities. But how do we know where our students and their teachers stand when it comes to their knowledge of the faith? With NCEA's ACRE and IFG assessment tools, you can gather data on your students' and teachers' religious knowledge and attitudes and make data-driven decisions about what's being taught in your classrooms. Based on the four pillars of the catechism, these multi-level assessments reflect the USCCB's expectations for education and Christian discipleship. To learn more about the ACRE IFG assessments, visit www.nceaifg.com. Thank you. Welcome to the NCEA podcast. I am your host, Colleen McCoy-Sika, the Director of Professional Learning at NCEA. And today's guest is Greg Duvetter. Greg is the executive director of the Western Catholic Educational Association. Greg is fairly new just in the past year to this role, but not new to the work of the WCEA and certainly has a vast perspective and experience in Catholic education. So I'm so pleased to have him on the show today. Greg, welcome. Thank you, Colleen. It's great to be here. Um, as you said, I am new to this role. I started on April 1st. That's not a joke. That's not, we're not fooling. It was April 1st. But I, this is actually my 40th year in Catholic education. Um, I started uh, 40 years ago as a high school English teacher at a large Catholic high school, modern day high school in Southern California. From that, I became an administrator at the same school. And then after 28 years there, I became the superintendent for the Diocese of Orange. Um, I really enjoyed working with the diocese and looking at schools, but also at that time I started to look broader at what was going on, not only uh, locally but nationally with Catholic schools, and I started to become affiliated with NCEA. Also connected with that, I became very closely affiliated with WCEA as uh, accreditations were going on for my schools, and I started working closely with the organization. Um, about four years ago, I left the diocesan position and I joined a, an organization called Catholic School Management, a consulting firm working with Catholic schools across the country. And I worked there for three years and I would have stayed there probably for the rest of my career, except last fall I heard about an opening here at WCEA and I had always said to people, this is the only opening I would go after if it became available. And so I was able to apply, and um, thanks to God, I was able to uh, receive this position, and I'm really excited to be here. It's a perfect position, and I was just reflecting um, earlier about how at the end of 40 years, this is kind of the capstone of everything I've been trying to do. So that's me in a nutshell. That's amazing. I, I think the position suits you as well. You're, you're a perfect leader for the organization and everything you bring to the table. Um, so April 1st was your start date. Just that's my birthday. So, um, you don't have to make any, any cracks about, um, that being a joke. I I'm so over April 1st jokes. I think it's a great day to start something, Greg. So no worries there. <laughs> so let's talk about the, 
Let's talk about the accreditation protocol that WCEA provides for the schools. First of all, can you talk a little bit about which states and dioceses utilize this accreditation protocol and what makes it different from others? Well, we are a large organization. We are in 11 states, western states, plus Guam. There's a total of 30 dioceses that we're in throughout all of those states, and we are actually looking to grow in a couple of areas going forward. Um, we have been moving several protocols, and we have gone through many iterations through the years, and currently we have an elementary and a secondary protocol that's being used with schools and has been used for about the past 10 years. But the exciting thing that we want to talk about today, I think, is the fact that we are on the verge and we are actually piloting a new protocol that is very much tied in um, with the national standards and benchmarks of successful Catholic schools. Okay, oh, that's fantastic. So the so the national standards and benchmarks for effective Catholic elementary and secondary schools, which is a mouthful, we, we refer to those as the NESBECs. So how are the NESBECs influencing uh, the revision of the protocol and, and other aspects of what is happening in WCEA schools? It's really interesting. Our protocols have been growing for a, quite a period of time moving very much from a narrative-based approach where a school would tell its story, more or less, sometimes brag, and then mm -hmm. would find evidence to back up what they say. Well, anyone who with any scientific training knows you don't find the data after you make the conclusions. So we have been working particularly with our secondary protocol for about the past six years on a more standards-based approach with standards that we developed at WCEA, which in many ways look very close to the NESBECs. But when the NESBECs came on board, the um, board and the commission of WCEA, the commission is a made up of commissioners, one from every diocese that we serve. And the board, of course, is made up of members from different commissioners and other groups along the way said, maybe we should be tying into these national standards, which really reflect the things that we're already doing. And let's have schools find data first and then draw conclusions based on standards, um, which is a more effective way for schools to be looking at where they need to improve. I like to say that we have three pillars at WCEA. We are looking for Catholic identity, and everything we do supports the Catholic identity in all parts of mission of the school. There is no point to a Catholic school without a strong Catholic identity. Mm -hmm. Second, of course, is academic excellence, and the fact that this academic excellence should not just exist, but it should be demonstrable, and that a school should be always working to get better in this area. And the third is this idea kind, kind of tied in of continuous improvement that we only want schools that always want to get better. We don't want schools that are along the way trying to, um, that are satisfied. And I don't think that any of us can uh, deal with that satisfaction in any way. So um, I think that we are a organization that hits all of those. And the NESBEC has given us even more support in all of those areas. So. While I'm listening to you talk, what the, the subtext of what I hear you saying is we have to help our schools to rise above the status quo. 
And status quo is what's going to keep us from being able to make progress as institutions. We've got to be very realistic about what is happening in our institutions. The NESBECs can progress, but we also have to be very mindful as Catholic organizations that we have to rise above the status quo. We have to be truly excellent in all of these different areas. Would you say that's accurate? Yes, and I think that you're, you're hitting something that's really important. For many years, there has been, to some extent, the presupposition that Catholic schools were better because Catholic schools are better. Um, but we are seeing more and more with the rise of different private and charter schools, people challenging that uh, assumption. And so we need to be able to say, we can't say we're good because we, because we know we're good. We have to say we're good because we do these things and we're good because we're always looking to get better. Our new protocol, which is called Standards of Excellence for Continuous Catholic School Improvement, which is a mouthful of itself, so we just call it Standards of Excellence, or SE, um, really reinforces this idea. And it looks at a couple of areas that we've, that we've looked at um, before, but maybe puts even more of a sharp point on them. The Catholic identity integrated throughout the protocol because of the Nesbecks, because of course the Nesbecks are built on the Catholic identity, is so important. And the other one which is really vital to me is the, uh, the fourth domain of the Nesbecks, which is called um, operational vitality. This idea of finances and um, human resources and plant and uh, fundraising and enrollment and all those things. I like to call them the add-ons for the principal, those things that principals didn't used to have to do, now they have to spend a huge amount of their time on, and that we're looking right. at schools for this, for this basic vitality that they have to have, um, because you can do a lot of things really well, but if, you're, if your base, if your operations are not vital, then you could collapse, um, and we're seeing that unfortunately in many different areas across the country. Through standards of excellence, we hope to be addressing this in better ways than we ever have before. Yeah, it sounds like it. it. It's very exciting to me. I've always thought that the WCEA protocol was um, really a step above anything that I used in other parts of the country. So I, I came from the Midwest and I worked in Catholic schools in the Midwest. But when I came out West, and of course, my diocese here in Phoenix is part of the WCEA. And, you know, just being part of those school visits, being a chair for this accreditation process, the authenticity of it, it, it feels like you are taking that to the next level. And it's, I'm so excited to hear that. That Catholic, that Catholic identity integration that you referenced, which is, you know, that first domain mission and Catholic identity, that's something that I feel like, um, you know, we've kind of taken for granted. Well, we always assume all Catholic schools are, you know, very good at integrating Catholic identity and mission is always the focus. I like how with this protocol, you it looks like you are going to be asking schools to really analyze, well, where is the reality of that? We can't just take it for granted anymore. And the other piece of that, the operational vitality that you mentioned. So I think about I think about many of our um, elementary school principals throughout the country, and I I was one of those. I was an elementary school principal at a very small Catholic school in Indiana where I wore all of those hats, and I couldn't wear them all well. So as a and I know that there are principals out there that are doing this where 
I had to teach class too. So I was teaching. I was also the principal. I was in charge of fundraising. I was in charge of all of those aspects of institutional advancement. And I was also expected to be, um, you know, excellent in finances. Um, that is, it's, it's too much to ask of our principals anymore. So the fact that you just acknowledge that as well, how, how are you having those conversations? The fact that you're breaking that down in the protocol and, and really asking people to analyze. So you're doing all of these things and you're and you're doing them well. How are those conversations going um, with your team and realizing that there are probably so many people who are wearing all of those hats? Yes. And I think that what we're going to be hopefully doing is as we learn, see, just as a school participates in a self-study and by seeing how it lines up with each of the standards, can therefore know what it needs to do to go forward. We believe as WCA that we can look at where schools in general are lining up against standards to inform us to how we can help schools move forward more in general. Mm -hmm. We're not explicitly a content providing organization, but we believe that we do need to move more into supporting our schools. If we're gonna just simply, we can't be the organization that just says get better. Um, we need to make sure that we are giving them options to get better and um, ways and sharing the wisdom of our large number of our nearly 1,000 schools across the Western United States to make sure we're doing this. One of the aspects of this new protocol is we are also working on the development of a new platform, which will be an online cloud-based platform from which we can not, which will not only simplify the process of entering data, but it will allow us also to access data and use it. It's a little bit, it's like almost everything in, in education. We're very good at telling people what to do, but sometimes we don't do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, we should be grabbing data and using data and using data to inform what we do going forward. So our hopes are as we grab more data going forward through this new um, cloud-based platform and through our new um, protocol, that we will be able to better understand our schools and provide them more help moving forward. That's excellent. I think the the words that you said, being a support organization for the schools is something that is um, would be so appreciated and is so needed um, from our schools. So so thank you for doing that. You're you, This is why this is the perfect role for you. Good job. So, <laughs> well, it's not me. It's much about... bigger than me. I, I have a wonderful board, <laughs> and I have a and I have a commission of representatives from dioceses that are so diverse, both mm -hmm. geographically and um, economically, and in other ways as well, that provide me with just all sorts of input all the time. And it's really, it's an exciting, it's a really an exciting organization to be part of. It really is. And I, you know, I have to say it with my experience with the WCEA, it really, what, what enriched me as a professional was knowing all of those people and many of the people who are on your board. Um, you know, of course I, I worked with them as commissioners, but also on the curriculum development side with the CCSSCC and that the richness of that collaboration and the expertise of all of those people that you are surrounded by, um, that, that is exactly what's going to make the organization and all of your efforts successful, I believe. So yeah, shout out to, to, to your team as well. 
That's a great that's so, a great uh, oh. reference there. And just to clarify, the CCSSCC is the California Catholic State Superintendent's Curriculum Committee. Um, but Correct. they have recently allowed any to have representation from any WCEA diocese in there. And though they are not spe specifically a WCEA organization, we do work hand in hand in our mm -hmm. to make sure that we're supporting what they're doing and they're supporting what we're doing. Yes. Yeah. I, it, and I think that's that's a good clarification to make. We always just worked very closely um, in most of our meetings we always had something to say about what was happening with the WCEA because there were several commissioners that were on that committee as well. So just a great group. I can't, can't say enough about how wonderful they were and still are. So speaking of the, the aspects of, you know, all of those different areas of excellence, you've got a team of people there who are and really all over the Western United States with areas of expertise in in-school operations and that operational vitality uh, arena in curriculum development, in leadership and leadership development. How do you see those aspects, all of the domains of the NESBEX aligning more closely with the way schools are operating? Is there anything else that you can see or that you hope for in that regard? Well, see and hope for is probably um, the biggest thing that I do in this organization. Uh, the organization. One of the first things that we put together as I joined is the uh, the organization is now working on its new strategic plan, and we're spending this year developing that. And among the things that we're looking at is how we can become more vital for the diocese we serve, and how we can adapt to the changes that are happening to uh, schools and the changes that are going to happen to accreditation. One thing I can point to that really was to some extent an offshoot of the pandemic, though it, I do believe it um, started before, is there are regular meetups of commissioners uh, that take place on Zoom, and they are able to discuss issues that they are facing as commissioners, but it does often broaden into curriculum or leadership or mission or operational vitality and talking about those along the way. So that little tiny seed there that goes from there and that starts to look at how could we talk to each other in new ways and how can we do our accreditations in new ways and recognizing that there are learnings from this time that we should be taking uh, from the past year and that we're able to do stuff we were never able to do before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, excellent point. And so on along along those lines of what have we learned from the last uh, couple of years and what are we going to carry with us moving forward just a, a general question for you greg just taking into account your um your, you know your legacy of expertise and and what you see for the future what do catholic educators need now that's different from what their greatest need was five years ago what do you think should be a priority moving forward for catholic education it's interesting. I was asked to speak at a conference and I did a talk called A Funny Thing Happened on the Road to the Future. Because for anybody who knows me knows that I have been talking about what is going to be the impact on digital learning and digital resources going forward um, for years and years and years. And of course, the great um, irony of the um, pandemic is they would, some would argue I got everything I wanted in one weekend. 
But like I, but as I often say, is these things that I say should take 10 years to develop suddenly happen to us over a three-day period. We had to make a huge transition in the middle of a in the middle of a pandemic. So a lot of things went wrong. But the thing we need to start doing is saying what went right and learn about what was the thing, what were the things we can take from that going forward. I think that there are many things along the way. I think we can contact people that we can have different types of communication. Um, we had virtual visits for accreditation during that past year. And while it is pretty much accepted by all our commissioners that we don't want visits of schools that are not on site because one can't capture the true spirit and vitality of a school, still I hear interviews work very well this way. So maybe we arrange our visits differently and we think about this. The great thing that this terrible time gave us is it broke down everything and we were able to ask the questions we never asked before and try things we've never mm -hmm. done before. And we're going to be doing things, we're going to be trying a million things. Many of them won't work. Um, we will make mistakes, but we will work through those mistakes and we will come out so much stronger than we ever were before. Teachers in the classroom have are better today than they were a year ago. They may not feel it. I know they feel exhausted, but uh -huh. they are stronger than they were before and they have tools they didn't have before. When we can sit and take a breath and start to say, what were those tools? What are the things we want to take forward? We were going to really start. I'm excited to be part of this ongoing dialogue. This is why I like to be stay in contact with NCEA and that's why I think WCEA should be closely tied with NCEA because this dialogue of what is working in schools and what is going to be going forward is something that is true in the West, but it is also true everywhere else. And it is the most important question. And what's going to happen to our schools in, I, I, that doesn't, you know, we could open about 60 different cans of worms or cans of opportunity to pay the way, depending on what you want to say they are, um, talking about what has happened with parish life over the past year and how that's going to feed into schools, talking about what's, that's hap what's happened to our kids and how that's going to feed into schools. There's so much to do, but it is just an amazing time. And we're going to have 10 years of real exciting changes and a lot of real mistakes. But as long as we keep the idea that mistakes are all learning, which is the whole point of what WCA says, you should be continuing to try to improve and looking for where you need to improve going forward. You've really, you've created a protocol around a growth mindset is what you've done. And that's exactly what we need to do. So um, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. I'm really looking forward to, to learning more about what's happening, um, you know, as things develop with this new protocol. So I'm hoping that I will be able to see you and maybe learn more in New Orleans at the NCEA conference. Will you be joining us there? I will, and I believe, and I will be presenting, and I would tell you what it was called, my presentation is called, but I don't know yet. Um, it'll be fun. I will guarantee okay. you that. Okay, that'll be fantastic. So, Greg, I want to thank you so much for spending time with me today, and I look forward to more conversations with you in, in the future as, as things progress. I want to thank our listeners for joining us for the NCEA podcast, and I hope you all have a great day. Thanks so much. Thank you.